This is Sam, and you're listening to the Pub Trivia Group Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Group Podcast. It is game 84. We got a fun game for you today. I'm calling this the Revenge on Sam edition. So you guys have been great playing along with my game. I feel very honored about that. But I also can imagine that every once in a while, I've probably frustrated some of you out there with some of my randomness or where some of these rounds have gone or some of these items have gone. So I went out on social media and I threw out the invite to see who wants revenge on me, who wants to make their own crazy rounds, rattle off the questions to me and see how I do. And surprisingly enough, I got three takers. So I, I just want to introduce some some awesome people to you really quick. So first of all, we got Tim coming to you from Las Vegas. Tim, how are you? I'm doing really good tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I actually... Game 83, we just had a had a round that your fiance had requested. So I got that round going and now I get to meet you face to face. This is awesome. So yeah, thank you for being here, Tim. Thank you for having me. And today you're doing short answer chain. That's right. Hopefully I got a good list of questions. Hopefully Lots not the Green Bay Packer questions, right? I did not work any of those in because I thought they would be a little bit too easy for you. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. I didn't realize you were a Packer fan until you signed your last email, Go Pack Go. So I, I don't know if that was to just flatter me a bit, but you're actually no, a Packer I, my, I am. I have. I had my Packers cup here, but I put it back in the, the kitchen to wash. That is awesome. But. Now, someone that is not a Packer fan, we got Mike coming to us from Boston. Mike, how are you? Very good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk quiz. Not so much the Patriots this time of year, but you know, we we still had some good years to think about and now we're moving forward with trivia instead. Yeah. And we have a third person that is from Memphis. Josh from Memphis is going to be logging in soon. So Mike is doing acrostics. Yes. The acrostics were prepared by my father, actually, Quizmaster Rob, he unfortunately decided to go on a cruise instead of be here. So he sent out his eldest son to give out the clues instead. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you to Rob and all of the Cape Crusaders. Mike, I think I've mostly been communicating back and forth with your mom, who I already promised an advanced copy of this recording. So do her proud. Yeah, we seem to each have our own little uh, uh, function within the Cape Crusaders. She must be the publicity PR gal on the team because uh, she seems to be the, mo- the most intenter. Seems to have you on speed dial, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And then Josh from Simply the Best, right? Our favorite group of librarians will be on doing round number three movie links. But we got to wait to introduce him until later because he's still working. Anyway, let's start off. We got round number one. 
Tim is going to host us a short answer chain round. Tim, have at it. All right. Question number one. What U.S. state's bird is the red-ringed pheasant and boasts, boasts more miles of shoreline than Florida, despite being landlocked? Question number two. The Red River, Pearl River Delta, and Mekong River all empty into this body of water. Question number three. This novella about the folly of man ultimately nets the main character a beached skeleton after three days of turmoil. Question number four. Percy Sledge hit Billboard number one with this song in 1974. Michael Bolton repeated the feat in 1991. What is the name of the song? Question number five. Name this nursery rhyme. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bed then whipped them all soundly and put them to bed. Question number six. Often called the most elegant, these feature a low heel and lace-up design, most often of leather or suede. Question number seven. This school predates both the Aztec Empire and calculus. Question number eight. This institution's grizzlies are known for their primarily maroon and silver coloration and hold notable alumni J.K. Simmons and Jeanette Rankin, the first female U.S. representative. Question number nine. Playing from 1979 to 1994, this player won all four Super Bowls he appeared in, all of which with the same team. Question number 10. This film involves a man on a quest for his parents, an infamous men's haircut, and a radio station. Alright, that was your 10 short answer chain questions. Now I'm going to read those a second time and give you a chance to respond. All right. Let's go for it. What U.S. state's bird is the red-ringed pheasant and boasts more miles of shoreline than Florida despite being landlocked? Yeah. So landlocked, like a Great Lakes state wouldn't count. Correct. Yeah, we are guessing South Dakota. And that would be correct. South Dakota, uh, red-ringed pheasant is its state bird. And boasts more miles of, of shoreline than Florida, in part due to the Missouri River. And there's a 230-mile-long uh, <clears throat> reservoir, which then double that. And that adds up to you know just about 500 miles of shoreline right there along that one reservoir. <laughs> So, yep, South Dakota for number one. Question number two. The Red River, Pearl River Delta, and Mekong River 
all empty into this body of water. And we sing for that one, the South China Sea. And South China Sea is correct. Question number three. This novella about the folly of man ultimately nets the main character a beach skeleton after three days of turmoil. We don't really know a lot of novellas. The guess we're going to throw out is Old Man of the Sea. Yeah, we'll take it. Old Man and the Sea, the Old Man and the Sea. He sails out way too far, hooks a marlin, and then as he's trying to bring it back in, the sharks eat it until he's left with just a skeleton by the time he finally gets back on the beach. So we have South Dakota connecting to the South China Sea and the South China Sea connecting to Old Man and the Sea, which brings us to question number four. Percy Sledge hit Billboard number one with this song in 1974. Michael Bolton repeated the feat in 1991. What is the name of the song? Yeah, so Captain Jack is- Sparrow? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit after 1991 for that, right. that hit of his. Right. Mike, did you have a guess? No, I think this is our missing link here. We were trying to, uh, something about an old man. Who knows? We so need Mike's mom Winif- for this one. She would know the Michael <laughs> Bolton, apparently. <laughs> so this I was looking for, when a man loves a woman. Oh. And then old man and the sea connecting to when a man loves a woman. All right. Question number five, name the nursery rhyme. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread, then whipped them soundly and put them to bed. So I originally thought this was little old lady who lived in a shoe, but it must be little old woman who lived in a shoe. Yep, that's correct. It looked like there's a couple different variations of this where sometimes it's lady, sometimes it's woman, depending on on who says it but uh mother goose has it as little woman who lived in a shoe so i went with that it works must have be the boston translation that changed it to lady <laughs> uh so then we have as sam pointed out uh when a man loves a woman connecting to little woman who lived in a shoe uh number six often called the most elegant these feature a low heel and lace-up design most often of leather or suede. So I think for this one, we have the shoe part, obviously, but we're going to go with the Oxford shoe. Yep, that is correct. Most elegant of men's dress footwear, apparently, according to the internet. Right. All right. So little lady who lives in the shoe, connecting to Oxford shoe. Question number seven. This school predates both the Aztec Empire and calculus. Hogwarts. Lock it in. No, it must be <laughs> Oxford University. Yep, that is Oxford. Older than the Aztec Empire, and calculus hadn't even been invented yet until Isaac Newton came along something like 400 years after Oxford was already a university. So Oxford connecting to Oxford Shoe brings us to question number eight. This institution's Grizzlies are known for their primarily maroon and silver coloration and hold notable alumni, J.K. Simmons and Jeanette Rankin, the first female U.S. representative. 
That'd be out of the Big Sky Conference, the Fighting Grizzlies, the University of Montana. And that would be correct. Shout out Missoula. And then University connecting to University on those two. Bringing up question number nine. Playing from 1979 to 1994, this player won all four Super Bowls he appeared in, all of which with the same team. Yeah, Joe Montana. The second greatest quarterback of all time. (laughs) Find Rodgers, right? (laughs) No way. (laughs) My Tom. Uh, Yep, Joe Montana connecting to University of Montana. All right, and last one, question number 10. This film involves a man on a quest for his parents, an infamous men's haircut, and a radio station. Finish up here with Joe Dirt. Yep, good old Joe Dirt and his glorious mullet to end all mullets. Yeah. I just had a Joe Dirt question not that long ago. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of you kind of got me thinking about Joe Dirt again and we went back and watched it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Tim. That was round number one, short answer chain coming up. We're giving Mike the chance for revenge. Mike and all of the Cape Crusaders, the chance for revenge with acrostics. All right, round number two, acrostics. Mike, it's your turn now. Awesome. So for this acrostic, 10 questions and the overall acrostic theme. In Billboard's number one song of 2013, a Seattle rapper describes this type of clothes. So that's the acrostic you are spelling. So question number one. Who became the lead singer for Van Halen after David Lee Roth left the band? Question number two. After A New Hope, what was the next movie in the series titled? Question number three. What gift is traditionally given after a couple has been married for two years? Question four. This sandwich cookie with two chocolate biscuits and a cream filling was introduced in 1912 to compete with the popularity of a very similar competitor's cookie introduced four years earlier. Question five, what was the next franchise to win a Super Bowl after some Wisconsin team won the first two? Question six, after Jesus, whose name is mentioned the most in the Bible? Question seven, what is the second most abundant element in the universe but is becoming more scarce on Earth as a result of its price going up, up, up. Question eight. After Charles Lindbergh, who was the subsequent person to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Question nine. What is the last name of the multiple Grammy-winning Minnesotian musician 
and sometimes actor, whose second starring role was in Under the Cherry Moon. And question 10, after Sidney Poitier, who was the next African-American actor to win Best Actor Oscar? All right, so for the acrostic, again, it was in Billboard's number one song of 2013, a Seattle rapper describes this type of clothes. So for the questions, number one again was who became the lead singer for Van Halen after David Lee Roth left the band? Uh, I believe that is Sammy Hagar. That is absolutely correct. Um, for number two, we had After a New Hope. What was the next movie in the series titled? Empire Strikes Back. You got it. Um, number three, what gift is traditionally given after a couple has been married for two years? Now, we were. I was thinking China and Sam was thinking cotton for this one. So you'd actually be both be correct. Couldn't take either answer. Uh, for the traditional two-year anniversary, the gift is cotton. For the modern gift, uh, the two-year gift is China. So well done. Bonus points. I got diapers. So. <laughs> um, so this one's a tough one. Number four. This sandwich cookie with two chocolate biscuits and cream filling was introduced in 1912 to compete with the popularity of a very similar competitor's cookie introduced four years earlier. So I just guessed Oreo. Tim actually knew the previous cookie, the competitor cookie. I had never heard of that one. Yeah, the good old Hydrox cookie. <laughs> yeah, so the release of the Oreo in 1912 to compete with Hydrox. It's everyone's favorite sandwich cookie, the Oreo. We must not have Hydrox in Minnesota. <laughs> I don't think they have them anywhere anymore. Um, number five. What was the next franchise to win a Super Bowl after some team in Wisconsin had won the first two? Uh, that is the New York Jets. That was Broadway Joe's Super Bowl. That is correct. Guaranteed. Um, number six, after Jesus, whose name is next mentioned the most in the Bible? And I think we ultimately settled on David. Yes, it is David. Uh, number seven, what is the second most abundant element in the universe, but is becoming more scarce on Earth as a result of its price going up, up, up? You probably notice I don't write a lot of science questions. That's because science is my worst subject. So thankfully, we figured out the acrostic. It must be helium. That it is. Helium for number seven. And that would make sense you with floated. the up, up, up. <laughs> Exactly. Which, yeah, you float, floated a nice <laughs> hint in there for us. <laughs> we knew the hint Sam still help, floated so. over my head. So <laughs> <laughs> we knew Sam needed the help on science. So we had to give a little, some context clues there. <laughs> uh, number eight. After Charles Lindbergh, who is the next person to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean? We think that it's probably Amelia Earhart, kind of based on where it fits in the acrostic. Correct, it is Amelia Earhart. Flew across the Atlantic before she 
flew to nowhere. Um, number nine, what is the last name of the multiple Grammy winning Minnesotian musician and sometimes actor whose second starring role was in Under the Cherry Moon? Oh, let me chime in here. Being the Minnesotan and all, it is Prince Rogers Nelson. Nelson is his name. <laughs> Credit for the full name. Yes, Nelson is correct. And finally, number 10, after City Pontier, who was the next African-American actor to win Best Actor Oscar? This was a tough one because it seems like a really long time, but we guessed Denzel Washington. Yes, that is correct. It is Denzel Washington. You got all 10 correct. And with that, what is the acrostic answer? Second hand. So from the song Thrift Shop, which was kind of confusing. So you almost got me. You almost got me, Mike's dad. Because <laughs> Thrift Shop would be 10, 10 letters, but I was like, these these aren't lining up. Like Empire Strikes Back is not, that does not start with an H, Right. Yes, exactly. And you'll notice there's a second layer to all this is that we kept asking next, second movie, second name, second person do things. I am the oh. second child of the Cape Crusaders. And so this is secondhand acrostic. Wow. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so hoping that maybe someone would catch on, or maybe it was just in the back of your mind. You, you kept hearing second over and over again, and that's when it that's when it clicked. I never write rounds that deep, other than other than the time I subtly made everything Taylor Swift themed. I've never done that. <laughs> well, now that quiz master Rob's retired, believe me, he has time on his hands to to go multiple <laughs> layers with these quiz questions. <laughs> well, give him my number, right? We'll we'll go into business together. So funny thing about Macklemore is there was one time, right? This, this all started, this pub trivia group started on YouTube in 2020 during the COVID lockdowns. And because of, because of that, um, I actually, back then I had more than just me hosting other people would host live games. And once everything kind of returned to normal, people moved on with their lives. I kept doing it, but other people moved on with their lives. But one guy that hosted, had a good buddy that lived in Seattle and I kind of got to know this guy and invited him to join my trivia team. And there was a question about Macklemore and we're kind of going back and forth. And this guy was like, Oh, I should text my nephew. My nephew is a huge Macklemore fan. And then he paused and he was like, or I could just text Macklemore because he and I used to be neighbors and I was even his lawyer early on in his career before he got big. So, yeah, he uh, he was right there with us on our Zoom or whatever. And he shows us that he has Macklemore's number saved in his phone. He could have just called him right there and got a little phone a friend on a question that was actually about Macklemore. But we didn't because that would be cheating. That is the ultimate <laughs> phone a friend. I mean, the only yep. way to up that is pulling out your phone now and showing that you had Prince... As your contact that you can call. <laughs> I am in Minnesota. <laughs> well, cool, guys. Well, that was round number two acrostics. Tim, Mike, I'm going to have to say goodbye. But when I come back, I'm going to have Josh from Memphis with me to do a round of movie links. But before then, I just want to thank you, Tim, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. 
Thank you, Rob, for writing those questions. Thank you, Donna, for getting us hooked up with Mike. And thank you, Lauren, for introducing us to your fiance, Tim. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. It's been great being on. Round number three, movie links. Before we get to this one and I introduce our next guest host, I do have to apologize because the same way the Madden curse was a thing once upon a time, I think breaking news, the pub trivia group officially has a curse. So, so far this season, I have jinxed her cousins, Daniel Jones, and now you can add to the list breaking news. And I feel bad about this one. This guy is my fantasy quarterback. Justin Herbert, just today, we find out he fractured one of the fingers on his throwing hand. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully it's not bad. But I am officially done talking about NFL quarterbacks, active NFL quarterbacks anyway, for the rest of the NFL season. Anyway, without further ado, round number three, movie links. I want to introduce someone who is probably mad at me for jinxing Kirk Cousins, considering he's a Vikings fan for some reason even though he lives in Memphis. Josh, how the heck are you? I'm doing good. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that one did hurt, although things went well for a few weeks. Josh, thank you for being here. You, of course, are representing the team Simply the Best, which is one of our one of our top teams on the overall leaderboard. So always every month you're always near the top competing. So definitely a team with a target on your back. Anyway, you this was your idea. You wanted revenge on me for some of the silly rounds I've made. You are a trivia host yourself, so this is what kind of inspired this game. Josh, you chose to do movie links. Let's see what you got, man. Yeah, thanks, Sam. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing this. You know, I, I did not run this by any of my uh, my fantastic teammates on Simply the Best. Yeah, you know, we we represent the uh, Memphis Public Library here and here in Memphis and uh, we have a lot of fun. You know, I got the the rest of the crowd into this a while back and they really uh, enjoy doing it. They're, they're usually with, you know, within the next last week or so before each live show, live game, you know, making sure that I get everything set up and then we've had a lot of fun doing it. We, you know, we've, we're in a little bit of a rut now, but you know, we're hoping uh, semi-festive uh, will be uh, the good luck charm for us coming up here this month. Let's do it. Let's get your round going. Yeah, so here we go. So, you know, going through the rules, this is uh, these are like straight from Sam's uh, mouth. Again, we, we're going to work with a list of five films. One little wrinkle from the normal pub trivia group Sam round is that instead of having a common actor, each of these films are going to share a common character. Okay, I know that you maybe have done some of your movie links a little bit differently than just a common actor. So I'm not, this might not be totally revolutionary, but I decided to come up with a list of films that share a common character, right? Yeah. I haven't and, done character before, but I have had variants. So, yeah. So this is, you know, this is maybe just a new variant. I'm not sure, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes, but like, like you do, I'm going to provide you a year, the year that the film was released and then two additional details about each of the film as clues. And 
one of the fun things about this puzzle, as you like to point out, or this round, is it's like a puzzle. Because once you figure out a film or two, or if you can figure out the common character, that will give you a better shot at guessing the titles of some of the other films that you might not recognize initially. So for that reason, we'll read the clues a second time, as you traditionally do. So you need to guess the title of each film and the common character who appears in all five of them. And I'll even give you some extra credit if you can identify the actor or actors who played the character in the different films. All right, I'm pumped. Let's do this. All right, so here we go. Film one from 1993. The screenwriter of this romantic crime drama reportedly sold the screenplay to finance his feature-length directorial debut film, which actually ended up being released the prior year. And despite positive critical reception, the film was a box office failure initially, but has gone on to become a cult favorite. Its legacy includes one of its cast members auditioning for and ultimately landing the lead role in The Sopranos based on his performance, another character purportedly inspiring the film Pineapple Express, and musically inspired the song Robbers on the 1975's 2013 debut album, as well as providing the title of Charlie XES's 2013 debut album as well. So film number two, 1994, was based on a 1986 novel that generated a bidding war even before its publication. The studio that initially bought the film rights lost interest after Rain Man told the story of a similar character, but it was rescued from turnaround and ultimately acquired by the studio that made the movie in exchange for the script of the Kurt Russell action film Executive Decision. The story is primarily told as a flashback by the title character, who was originally slated to be played by John Travolta, while actors such as Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, and Matthew Broderick were also considered for the role. And the author of the book, upon which it's based, said he envisioned the rougher-edged character presented in the novel being played by John Goodman. All right, film number three from 2005. The screenplay of this biographical drama is actually based on two autobiographies written by the movie's main character. Both of the lead actors were nominated for Academy Awards for their performances. The actress won the Oscar. The actor lost, but he would go on to win an Oscar for his performance as the title character in a 2019 film. All right, that takes us to film number four, 2007. This comedy is a parody of the biopic genre as a whole, but one of its primary references is the previous film in this round, along with the 2004 film, Ray. The film's poster, showing the title character topless in a beaded necklace, is a reference to the famous Young Lions photos of Jim Morrison, shot by noted photographer Joel Brodsky. All right, and then lastly, film number five from 2016, this film is based on an embellished background story behind what the U.S. National Archives calls its most requested photograph. And then coincidentally, both lead actors had previously played villain roles in Superman films, and both had contributed Academy Award-nominated performances in Sam Mendes-directed movies, one of them winning an Oscar and the other not. 
All right, so let's read through these one more time, Sam. All right, so here we go. Film one from 1993. The screenwriter of this romantic crime drama reportedly sold the screenplay to finance his feature-length directorial debut film, which actually ended up being released the prior year. And despite positive critical reception, the film was a box office failure initially, but has gone on to become a cult favorite. Its legacy includes one of its cast members auditioning for and ultimately landing the lead role in The Sopranos based on his performance, another character purportedly inspiring the film Pineapple Express, and musically inspired the song Robbers on the 1975's 2013 debut album, as well as providing the title of Charlie XCS's 2013 debut album as well. So film number two, 1994, was based on a 1986 novel that generated a bidding war even before its publication. The studio that initially bought the film rights lost interest after Rain Man told the story of a similar character, but it was rescued from turnaround and ultimately acquired by the studio that made the movie in exchange for the script of the Kurt Russell action film Executive Decision. The story is primarily told as a flashback by the title character, who was originally slated to be played by John Travolta, while actors such as Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, and Matthew Broderick were also considered for the role. And the author of the book, upon which it's based, said he envisioned the rougher-edged character presented in the novel being played by John Goodman. All right, film number three from 2005. The screenplay of this biographical drama is actually based on two autobiographies written by the movie's main character. Both of the lead actors were nominated for Academy Awards for their performances. The actress won the Oscar. The actor lost, but he would go on to win an Oscar for his performance as the title character in a 2019 film. All right, that takes us to film number four, 2007. This comedy is a parody of the biopic genre as a whole, but one of its primary references is the previous film in this round, along with the 2004 film, Ray. The film's poster, showing the title character topless in a beaded necklace, is a reference to the famous Young Lions photos of Jim Morrison, shot by noted photographer Joel Brodsky. All right, and then lastly, film number five from 2016. This film is based on an embellished background story behind what the U.S. National Archives calls its most requested photograph. And then coincidentally, both lead actors had previously played villain roles in Superman films, and both had contributed Academy Award-nominated performances in Sam Mendes' directed movies, one of them winning an Oscar and the other not. All right, so everyone listening along, pause now if you need more time. I'm going to think for just a few seconds, and then we'll see if I got these. I don't know. We'll see. All right, Sam, you ready to uh, go through these uh, five films? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right, film one, again, that was from 1993. Uh, Do you have a guess as to the title? I'm not sure on this one. 
I have two films that I know I probably should have seen, and I'm embarrassed to admit I have never seen them. I'm trying to think which one I want to throw out as my guess. I'm going to say Goodfellas is my guess. That's a good guess. That is not the right guess, but it is a good guess. And the answer is True Romance. Okay. True True Romance, written by Quentin Tarantino, but he did not direct it. Sure. Uh, film number two, so film number one was True Romance. Film number two from 1994, I, I, I feel you, you've got a good lock on this one. What do you have? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is correct. Very good. Very good. There's also there's a lot of that's a, it's a movie that's got a lot of good trivia that you can you know you could probably do oh, countless yeah. ones of these right. Well, lots of good stuff in there. All right, how about film number three from 2005? Yeah, that would be Walk the Line. That's correct. Yep. And Reese Witherspoon won her her Oscar for that, and Joaquin Phoenix did not, but he did get one later on for Joker. Joker. That's, yeah. 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 Exactly. Film number four, 2007. What do you got for that? That is Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah, that's that's correct. Good job there. And, you know, kind of fun because it, like, is sort of semi... It's, it's certainly taking aim at Walk the Line, amongst many other films, but Walk the Line and Ray, I think, being the primary ones. And But, yeah, good job there. And, all right, that takes us to Film 5 from 2016. Do you have anything for that? Uh, I... I assume it has Jesse Eisenberg in it, but I don't I don't know what Jesse Eisenberg was in around 2016 that wasn't Batman vs. Superman. So what is it? But it's you'll be interested to hear the movie in question is Elvis and Nixon. Elvis oh, and I and saw Nixon. that movie. <laughs> I figured you might have been one of the few people who did, you know, being a teacher and whatnot. Yes, I 100% saw that movie. <laughs> All it, right. And then <laughs> I actually I've written a report on Elvis meeting Nixon. It's a fun it's a funny little historical moment uh that makes no sense. Makes no sense <laughs> at all. No, but it's actually interestingly that apparently that is the third film made about that whole story about Elvis going to the White House and meeting Nixon. There was like a real, I think, a, very much a comedy maybe back in the '90s, and then another film made in the in the 2000s, the aughts, and then that one in 2016, which had Michael Shannon playing op- playing Elvis opposite Kevin Spacey, and those are the two villains from Superman films, and both of them oh, also were. So in Jesse Eisenberg San- wasn't in it. Okay. No, no, it was okay. it was it was Michael Shannon played Elvis and Kevin Spacey played Nixon. Of course, neither of them necessarily trying to look like those two sure. people more trying to, to sort of just portray their sort of their essences, I guess. And, and, you know, uh, again, both of them very accomplished. Uh, actors. So is the common so who, character Nixon? Right. So we discussed this. It is, you're so close. The common character is not Nixon, but actually Elvis, Elvis uh, or Elvis Presley all in those films in one way, shape, or form. I just yep. mentioned actually like that uh, Michael Shannon played Elvis in Elvis and Nixon, so I kind of gave that one away. But do you have any other, any idea of who played El- the Elvis character in any of those other films? Some of them are pretty well known, a couple of them not. No, I, I do not remember who played Elvis well, in so any of those interestingly, films. Well, so interestingly, okay, so True Romance, uh, in which um, Christian Slater's character kind of like talks to sort of like sort of the, 
spirit of Elvis, and Elvis in that movie is played by Val Kilmer. Okay. Forrest Gump, this is actually interesting. I did not know this, and but you know, this apparently wasn't known for quite some time. But while the character on screen was played by an actor named Peter Dobson, they actually used Kurt Russell's voice for those lines in Forrest Gump. Okay. I did not know that beforehand. And, and and also, Kurt Russell actually played Elvis in a 1979 TV movie that he was nominated for an Emmy for. So that's kind of cool as well. A little extra little connection there. And then in, in Walk Walk the Line, uh, singer Tyler Hilton played Elvis in the scenes that, you know, that's obviously a Johnny Cash movie, but Elvis is, you know, does appear in the movie. And Tyler Hilton played him. And then maybe most comically in Walk Hard, Jack White the uh, guitarist and musician and singer Jack White played sure. sort of a, a, you know, not, you know, sort of trying to necessarily be Elvis sort of in in that movie as well. And then um, another movie that I would recommend to people that I, I was going to include in here, but it was kind of not, it was too obscure for me to get it in here, but the movie Finding Graceland in which Harvey Keitel plays either an Elvis impersonator or the spirit of Elvis himself or maybe the actual living Elvis it's sort of one of those you have to decide for yourself type things but couldn't throw that in here because I just didn't think it was kind of like you know at all well known enough yeah so okay this this is kind of fun because I remember one time you made me a round this was a visual round that you just published on the Facebook page and you did a Kathy Bates round right because she is from Memphis and then last summer, kind of knowing that you guys were going to do a guest spot on my podcast, I did a Justin Timberlake round to kind of uh, flatter you guys a little bit, being that you're yeah, from Memphis. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so Elvis in Memphis mm-hmm. kind of makes yet another yeah. appearance. Yeah. I should have caught on to that. I should have caught on I to that. I thought you might. I thought you might. It was so funny, though, because you did have Nixon. I didn't think about the fact that Nixon also is in Forrest Gump. So that was actually. You know, that, that was a good stab. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you had seen True Romance, you might have you might have caught on to the Elvis thing a little bit. I Yeah. And I I had not seen that film. Actually, the only film on here besides Elvis meets Nixon or whatever that was called was that I've seen is Forrest Gump. I have not seen Walk okay. the Line or Dewey Cox. I should see both. Uh, I guess I yeah. should see True Romance as well. But True Romance is a really good. I mean, there's a lot of good. It's just a great. I mean, it's a it's a great movie that, you know, definitely did not find much of an audience at the box office. But I remember, you know, being a big fan of it back when it when it came out. So I, I kind of was happy to get that included here on this uh, on this uh, round today. Absolutely. Well, cool, Josh. Well, thank you so yeah. much for doing this. It was a lot of fun. It was a pleasure, uh, you know, and you do, you do a great job. We look forward to playing more games, uh, you know, monthly and hopefully getting back into the winner circle. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone out there listening, you want to challenge Mike in the Cape Crusaders? You want to challenge Tim and his yet-to-be-named team? You want to challenge Josh in Simply the Best? Well, our next live game on YouTube, Friday, December 22nd, that's at 8 p.m. Central. Just... Find us on social media, preferably the Facebook. You'll get all the event invites. If you're not a Facebook person, no worries. You can just email me. That is totally fine. That works perfectly. Um, in fact, I just had someone do that the other day. I, I should really get back to them. Usually I'm quick at emailing, maybe not as much over the weekend, but 
I'll email you back. We'll get you all set up. It'll be good times. Until then, though, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you so much for playing these games all year long. We really appreciate it. And we're going to keep putting out more of these games week after week because it's a good time. It is a really good time. Until then, though, Josh, if you want to do the honors, do you want to sign off? Hey, thanks for playing the pub trivia group. We'll see y'all hopefully December 22nd. Yeah. Peace out and pod on you nerds. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.